Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Realist Hard Podcast. I hope everyone's been doing well this first week of the new year and going into the second week here, um, and that no one's putting too much pressure on themselves in the new year. I know that we tend to do that a lot as human beings as we reflect and uh, think of all the things that we need to change. So I hope that you're taking it with a little bit of a, you know, a, a steady pace and not being too critical. Um, I think that that just sets us up for negativity and um, puts us in a negative headspace starting the year. And I think that's that can be bad. Um, I think at the same time, though, that that can also be a good thing because I think if we're in a negative headspace, uh, and this might be controversial. I think if we're in a negative headspace after reflecting on our year, then maybe we are holding ourselves accountable for a lot of the things that we have put off in the past year or the changes we never made. Um, But I think we should try to focus our energy positively and realize that as human beings, we all have our own energy. We all have our own, you know, our own mental capabilities and there are so many factors that come into it and I think that the important thing is is to take it slow Um, I think putting too much of a rigid structure on on changes at least in my life I know that for some people a rigid structure is what they need Um, but I know a lot of people like myself if I put myself on a rigid schedule or you know say I'm gonna have this done by this week I tend to not um, if I don't have pressure added, it tends to make things a lot easier. I'm going to be talking more about all of that and my New Year's resolutions for the year in the next upcoming episode. Um, like I said in the last episode where I talked about abuse in my past life, in this episode I'm going to be talking about part two of what causes a lot of my depressive moments and my depression. Um, and that encompasses a lot of different things. Um, I am not what most people would consider a traditional individual or a traditional human. Um, I think that there are a lot of people out there that fall into traditional roles and I'm not just talking about within a household uh, in many different aspects. I think that I would be much more considered a hippie in my mentality and the way that I want my future life to be lived. I have spoken before about how I am driven and find passion in the idea of helping our environment, of teaching people the truth about science and motivating people to be better than they were yesterday. I think that a lot of my depression comes from the fact that our world, at least here in the United States, is not geared towards those individuals. And so, especially here in the Midwest, we are taught, and this was how it was for me growing up my entire life, especially as a man, um, that my job was to provide for my family, that I would have a wife and kids, that I would do what everyone else does and buy a house that they will not use majority of and will stay in it and, you know, rot away until I die. 
And that is what I was always taught was the admirable thing to do as the man in the household. Now, as I've grown up, I have not fit into that way of living. Now, I won't say that a lot of people associate that with me not being someone who wants to work. Um, I'm a very hard worker. I receive merits all the time. I mean, I'm not going to be anecdotal and talk about all that stuff, but I know myself as a very hard worker. Um, the difference is, is I am not a traditional worker. I'm not someone who believes that we as human beings are meant biologically to work 45, 50 hours a week in a factory and destroy our bodies, destroy our physical self, destroy our mental self, um, to be paid a wage that barely gets us by. Um, I think that's common sense in my opinion. And I learned a lot more about this watching examples growing up, specifically watching examples of my dad growing up. My dad was someone who worked at a factory locally um, for 14 years of his life, and I watched as our relationship became very strained. I think the relationship with everyone in the house, except for maybe my mom, but I can't speak to that because their relationship was separate from my own, but I can at least speak for myself and my siblings. The There was a lot of disconnect there, and from a young age, I didn't want my dad to be working so much. I never have been a very materialistic person, even from a young age, and I still hold that true to today. I know that a lot of people will say, well, you were young and you don't understand that he was supporting you and, and all that, and I do and I appreciate that. But also, I, as someone who is pursuing my own interests and does not settle for avenues that I find depressive and that I find to be settling, I don't believe any of us should settle, I wish he would have taken a different path sooner. Um, my dad was underpaid, um, extremely underpaid. Um, like I said, he was there for 14 years and I'm not going to speak on the amount that he was making, but it was, it was insane. The lack of compensation that he received and growing up, I didn't create much of a relationship with my dad because he was never home. This continued as I got older, and I felt more and more estranged from him, um, and the relationship just felt more and more disconnected as I got older. He became the person who was my disciplinarian um, in situations when I did things wrong or that my parents did not like. That's really all I knew him for, and being that he was at work, working overtime at these this factory all the time, when he was off, he was extremely exhausted, you know, or it seemed as if he wanted to, you know, pursue his own hobbies, pursue his own ventures, which were very mechanical. That would be things like my dad always wanted to be work with CAD design for automotive vehicles. And, um, he, you know, never ended up 
continuing to try to pursue that even into his older age. I, I, that's where I come from when I say I wish he would have pursued other avenues because I think my dad is an extremely intelligent individual and even at his age now, I'd imagine he could do whatever he wanted. Um, but I think my dad got stuck and or felt stuck and on the times that he was off he would spend time working on vehicles and in garages and um, or sleeping because his body was just so exhausted um, so there was never really time spent with me you know or spent with my siblings as much as I'm sure we would have all liked to have had with him and I'm sure my mom as well, but I, again, I don't want to speak for anyone else but myself. These are just observations I've made over the years. But my dad, as he got older, started to get physically sick. And I think that a lot of this was due to the job that he was put in. I don't think that our bodies are made to stand on concrete for 12-hour days to have these short breaks, to work 50-hour weeks, um, to spend so much time away from our families. Um, and I think this took its toll, especially as he got older. Um, I could tell that my dad was breaking down over the years, and he would be sleeping more, he would be in his chair more. Um, and this is not these were not good observations for me. I did not see a happy individual. I saw someone who tried to justify, you know, working these long hours and doing these things for us, but I did not see happiness. I did not see anything other than a drive to provide. And I think that I much would have preferred to struggle so much more and have a better relationship with my father. We lived very comfortably. Um, and I would have much rather pursued my, or had my parents pursue their passions and struggle with us than provide the material needs that we had um, at the sacrifice for themselves. And I, that's very admirable of them. Um, but again, it was an example for me growing up that I knew that this was not the path that I was going to go down ever. No matter what situation it ever puts me in, I will never be someone that settles for traditional work. And this is not just something that I see, saw within my dad. I'm sure that many other people listening have seen this within their parents, because I know so many people that listen um, who I went to school with or... I just knew growing up, and I know that their parents also worked factory jobs, you know, destroying their physical and mental selves for years and years to provide. And I'm sure I would imagine that many of you as well wish you would have had a better relationship with your parents, and that a lot of that lack of relationship growth was because they were never able to be there to see you, um, to build that relationship. So with that example, what I'm getting at about another aspect, a large aspect of my depression is in the United States here and across a lot of different countries, the type of work that people are forced to do is traditional work. Um, we see a lot of changes in other countries. Um, statistically, the United States is in the top 10, is actually number 10 in the world in terms of 
work hours statistically per individual adult. Um, we see work weeks of over 40 hours a week on average for most full-time adults, and we have one of the highest percentages of full-time working uh, or workers across the country here in the United States. Um, and the compensation for that in many cases is also much underneath what it should be. The packages that are provided health benefit-wise are not great. Um, the working conditions are also not amazing. Now, I know a lot of you would point to the most extreme examples of, well, at least we're not in this country or in that country or whatever, but I find that to be a very moot point um, when we can look to so many other countries. Being that we are in the top 10, um, we can look to so many other countries that have better work-living environments, that have better compensation, that have better benefit packages, that offer um, um, better vacation, better you know, just work-life balances. Um, so as someone who, like I said, is always trying to better themselves and always wants better for everything else around me, um, I think that it's a failure of our system to push our society to believe that the way that we live and break our bodies down and toil is a positive thing, is something that we should be proud of. Um, I'm going to reference European countries like Denmark and Norway um, as two prime examples, being that they are the places in the world right now that have some of the rates of happiest uh, uh, people in the world and the best work-life balance conditions, um, their average work weeks for a full-time individual, which we would not even consider this full-time here in the United States, is, I believe, it, as of the last time I looked, was 37 hours, or right around then. Um, and the also the amount of people that they have working full-time, I think, was under 15% of their popu adult population. Um, which, if you think about it, is is really insane, if you think about that. Less than 15% of their adult population works full-time, and their full-time is considered 37 hours a week. Um, so what I'm getting at here is this is where a lot of my depression lies because here in the United States, we do not foster a work, um, community of a steady balance of a stable balance. I don't think that we biologically as humans are geared to toil for these corporations, for these big corporate groups and be compensated unfairly. I mean, if the CEO of this company um, is making, you know, a hundred times the amount that you make in a year, and I'm sure a lot of people will say, there's so many arguments that I hear all the time, and this is another thing that aspect of my depression is that people do not do enough research. People do not, people are very ignorant to a lot of how our world works. And they become very steadfast in this ignorance as well, which is very annoying to me. And um, I wish people would do more research. We have so much at the at our fingertips. Um, I think it's good of us to be um, accountable for the lack that we know um, and always try to be learning. I'm always trying to learn new things. Um, but I think the problem is, is a lot of people are ignorant. They don't know how to navigate the internet and find reliable resources. Um, I'm going to be doing another episode here soon talking about what I think is the problem with American conservatism in the United States today. Um, that'll be coming up soon. Uh, 
But here in the United States, I think we're very ignorant to the conditions that we could live in. And we also say, you know, we're better than so many other countries and we already have it so good. But that should not that should never mean that we should sh settle. We should always strive to continue growing and moving forward, creating be better policies and bettering ourselves in, in every aspect, whether that's on the individual level, the communal level, level, whether that's on a government level, we should always be striving to be as knowledgeable and make be accountable and make the best changes we can. Um, so me, I'm working a traditional work environment right now. I'm working a full-time job and it's something that I am not passionate about whatsoever. I have no drive to do well for the company and that doesn't mean that I'm actively trying to do poorly. Like I said, I still have a big motivation to do the best that I can and so I still take the job very seriously. It's something that I have committed myself to for the moment and like I said, I'm not someone who's very you know, fake work culture motivated. Um, I'm sure a lot of you know what I mean by that when, when I say like um, jobs that promote like, oh, we don't have negativity here. We don't, you know, talk about the negatives. Let's always try to be positive. Those aren't very realistic work environments. And at the end of the day, they actually, you know, suffocate a lot of people who are more realistic and more open to discussing, um, you know, changes in the work environment. Um, it feels very, I use the word cult-like in environments like what I'm working in right now um, to describe the way I feel like my work environment behaves. Um, and then also with my work environment, a lot of these work environments, especially with the work shortage right now, they're rushing training and they're rushing um, all these different things. And then when things go wrong, because the foundation was not built built strongly um, the pressure and the stress and the anger and the exhaustion is all on the worker at the bottom which at my at the position I'm in right now I would be considered a worker at the bottom um, but this these long work weeks where I'm not motivated at all for this job or the company that I work for um, and I feel underpaid um, it's just something for a means to an end. And that affects me mentally. Um, especially being, if you're spending majority of the chunk of your day, you know, out of a, out of a seven day period, you know, you're spending a large majority of that time at something that you have no passion for, that you feel no drive for, that you don't feel valued, you feel underpaid, you don't feel like you matter um, it starts to take a toll and so um, I've spoken before about how m my end goal in life is to you know do something where I'm helping the environment things like this it's also very hard to move towards those goals and becomes even more exhausting to move towards these goals when you're exhausted from constantly being overworked at a company you feel undervalued for um, so this is really where the other aspect of my depression comes to. It's also very hard because I don't feel like a lot of people around where I live relate to my mentality. 
um, I feel like a lot of people, it almost feels like brainwashing, you know, making people believe that they're strong. Like these corporations have taught them from a young age that they are strong for breaking their bodies and breaking themselves mentally and not having a life outside of work. They are just so strong and they support their family. And it seems so ridiculous to me um, because I know so many people around me that, you know, are my age that have parents that they wish would have been in their lives more. Um, and understand the monetary perspective of these things, but also understand that it, it just wasn't worth it. Um, and so that's, that's another aspect of my depression, especially being that it is such a large part of my life currently, like I said, working this job. Um, so that along with the abuse that I talked about before, which tends to come up a lot when I feel down, um, and then many other aspects of things, the current climate of our environment, um, the lack of willingness to change that a lot of people I know um, are unwilling to participate in, um, the ignorance that a lot of people still have towards these issues, the lack of want to become more knowledgeable about current issues, um, that all kind of takes its toll and creates this mixture of depression that I have to, I'm always trying to fight it. I'm always, I'm someone who realized years ago that with my depression, if I give into it, I become very stagnant. I regress a lot and you eventually become comfortable in your, your depression. You fall into it and then you make no effort to move forward. And time is very limited for us as human beings, as an atheist who doesn't believe there's anything after this, regressing and doing nothing, um, is the most depressing thing. It's more depressing than being in my depression. Um, if that makes sense, you know, it's, it's when I'm really depressed, I become very motivated to continue moving towards my goals. Used to, I would just give up. I would lay around. I would do nothing. Nothing mattered. I was very nihilistic. I, I made no effort. Um, but I've realized that I have to keep trying to move on and move forward, which is, again, another reason why I'm back to doing these episodes. I think they're very important. They help me a lot. Hopefully they help you. Um, like I said, I've got two episodes that are going to be coming out here soon. I've got one that is going to be me talking about my New Year's resolutions, if I have any, if I maybe don't have any, um, my reasons for having or not having, and the pressure that I put on my resolutions, um, why I have these resolutions. I'm going to be talking about that in the next episode. And, um, then I'm going to be doing another episode here soon. That's going to be on the American conservative movement and my thoughts on that. And yeah, um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, and I hope that you have, like I said, a good rest of this upcoming beginning to the year um, and really put a positive foot forward and strive to make positive changes going into this new year. All right, so if you enjoy this podcast and you would like to show your support, 
or know someone who might be interested in what we're talking about, feel free to share it around on social media. Speaking of social media, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at RealIsHardPod, Twitter at RealIsHard, and Facebook at RealIsHardPodcast. New episodes will be coming every Thursday to wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any ideas for topics you'd like to hear on the podcast, or if you'd like to leave suggestions, you can do so at realishardpodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.